ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Relationships Rule. I am Janice Porter, your host, and this week I have an almost local guest, which is kind of nice. My guest today is Robinson Smith. I think I'm able to call you Rob. Is that good? You can call me Rob if you wish. Yes, Janet. So welcome to the show. And I want to tell my audience a little bit about you, and then I'm going to have you fill in the rest. So um, being almost local means that he's in the same province as I am. He's in our capital city of Victoria, BC, which is known as one of the beautiful cities of the world. And uh, I am, for those who don't know, in Vancouver across the, the water from him. But it's nice to have somebody Canadian and local uh, on my show. Um, Rob is, I don't know if I want to call you Rob. I think I feel like Robinson feels like Sydney. <laughs> Um, I know that you had studied for many years in China, um, you have experience in foreign trade and investment banking, and were um, uh, involved in some interesting things in Beijing where you um, uh, were rubbing elbows with some very uh, famous people at the time, and I'm going to get you to talk about that a little bit. Then you um, you also, uh, what I love about, about your business now is that you you came into business with your father and sort of took over and worked with him and then took over what he had created and brought it forward. And so um, Robinson uh, has basically um, updated his dad's book, The Smith Maneuver, which is a mortgage conversion strategy. And has done so, and this is really for the Canadian market, right? But it's very interesting um, how it works. And I know that you, um, your new book or your book is called Master Your Mortgage for Financial Freedom, which is, um, uh, and has, to, I'm going to let you talk about this, but where you've updated it. And tell, I, I always said, I said this to you when we first um, spoke is that when I when I hear the Smith maneuver, I think of like a chiropractic move or a physiotherapy move that helps people, um, you know, feel better. It does help them feel better, but in a financial way, and it isn't a chiropractic move. So why don't we start there and you tell us a little bit about um, mastering your mortgage for financial freedom through the Smith maneuver. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Janice. Um, the Smith Maneuver, as you say, is a financial strategy that was developed by my father back in the mid 80s. So it's been around for almost 40 years. Um, the, the problem we Canadian homeowners face is that when we borrow from the bank to get it to buy our home, we get this mortgage and it's this likely this largest liability we're ever going to take on. And we're promising the bank we're going to pay it off in 25, 30 years. It's very expensive. And on top of that, it's not tax deductible, this debt. In the US, uh, the Americans have been able to deduct a good portion of their mortgage interest for years, uh, whereas we Canadians can't. So when my father became an investment advisor, he was interested in this, uh, in this fact. So he, he read the Tax Act, of course, as anyone would. And 
Yes. And, he, and he came up with the strategy. And basically, it allows a Canadian homeowner to convert their non-deductible mortgage interest to tax-deductible uh, investment loan uh, debt, which is uh, very beneficial for a number of reasons. Firstly, if we can deduct uh, any interest, we're reducing our tax bill. Uh, and because of this tax relief, we're able to uh, get rid of our non-deductible mortgage debt much quicker than otherwise possible. And we're taking advantage of compound growth by investing the equity that we're creating on a monthly basis with that simple mortgage payment. We're able to access that, get it invested. So rather than uh, have 25 years of mortgage payments and increasing equity in our home doing nothing for us, we're able to put it to work. And that, that leads to significant financial benefit for Canadian homeowners. So is that kind of like pay yourself first? Um, uh, you know, don't just uh, have your money working for you so that you're not just say putting it in a bank and getting you know almost zero percent interest if you even have any to do that with. Well, yes, in effect, you are paying yourself first because the first thing we do when we get paid from our employment, we recognize we need to make that mortgage payment. Right. So that's typically the first thing we do on a monthly basis. Right. And when when we make this mortgage payment, generally we're not paying ourselves first; we're paying the bank. Yeah. But with the Smith Maneuver, we're able to pay ourselves first by getting uh, that principal reduction invested uh, for compound growth over the long term. And you mentioned uh, putting your money into a, a savings account. Well, it's even worse if we're not implementing the Smith Maneuver because the equity that we're creating, you know, as fast as we're paying down that mortgage balance, equity is being created. And if we're not doing anything with it, it's earning less than 0% thanks to inflation, which is around 5% these days. That's depressing, isn't it? <laughs> I, I, I heard somewhere it's, it's actually, it was on the news and I don't watch the news all the time because it just gets me depressed, but I, they were talking about how the food bills are going up. And of course, you know, with the supply chain and the supply and demand and all of that, and it, that we're actually looking at over 6% inflation this year. Yeah, well, there's there's different ways of measuring inflation, and the one that we hear reported by the government uh, is likely not what we typical everyday Canadians are faced with. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, um, I I heard that I heard this um this young girl um that was talking on it was something I saw on your website or on a I listened to a little bit of it on a on a blog or on a um, podcast, and her name was Megan, and Megan either read your book or, or heard about the Smith Maneuver and started at a young age with uh, three or four kids and, you know, all of that, looking for a way to better she and her husband's future, right? And I love what, you know, that that's when you got to get them when they're young, right? Yeah. This. Do you make a point of speaking to young people um, cause like I said to you off air, I think it's almost too late for us, but you know what? We, cause we didn't learn this when we were younger. So I think that's where it's so valuable today to talk yeah. to them. Well, firstly, Janice, uh, it's not too late for you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, and, and secondly, Megan is, is, is quite the story. She, she first read my father's book, uh, when that came out in 2002. So I, I believe she was uh, just fresh out of high school or oh, that's uh, right. yeah. not too far from it. And uh, she, she implemented the strategy as soon as she could. And she's, she's done very well. She's invested in a number of different uh, real estate properties. Uh, and I actually met Evan, uh, Megan, uh, a few years ago because she's from Victoria here. 
And she says, I, I make a point of reading your father's book every year. Once a year, I read your father's book. Uh, maybe she's reading my book once a year now. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> she's got it. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it really is. It really is something that the younger you are, the more you're going to benefit. Now, the difficulty there is that when we young Canadians buy our first home, uh, especially considering home prices, it's unlikely that we're able to get enough equity when we purchase, which requires 20% equity to implement the strategy. Right. You need the right type of financing. But um, you know, when I'm, when I'm doing all these speaking engagements, uh, personal finance groups, real estate investment groups, um, you know, there's a lot of young people out there who are really taking an active interest in their personal finances. And even if I'm reaching older generations, uh, 60, 65, 75 years old, um, they, they may believe it's too late for them. Not necessarily, not necessarily is, mm -hmm. but they've got children. They've got children who right. are uh, and grandchildren. Mm -hmm. So word is getting out uh, about the strategy, which is my main goal right now. I sold my investment advisory in uh, the middle of 2018 so I could write my book, Master Your Mortgage for Financial Freedom, and do all these speaking engagements, which I'm doing, which I very much enjoy. Uh, and hearing reports of Canadians uh, who are using the Smith Maneuver Certified Professionals that we're training up across the country and implementing right. the strategy. And uh, you know, the thank yous that I, I didn't see any hope. I make six figures. One would think I have a very comfortable life. Well, I can barely make ends meet. Wow. So, so it's really gratifying to see these Canadian homeowners uh, reach back out and, and say, thanks for, for doing what you do. So do you work in conjunction, like do financial advisors and financial planners, do they like you? Do they like the Smith maneuver? The, well, what I'm, the, they're not competitors uh, to me at all. In fact, they're, they're allies. Okay. What we're doing now is, is training up a, a Canadian network of financial professionals, realtors, mortgage brokers, investment advisors, accountants, insurance brokers, all the types of financial professionals that Canadians should surround themselves with anyways. Okay. And these professionals are able to assist Canadians locally uh, implement the strategy correctly, which is extremely important because there have been many cases over the years of us hearing about financial professionals doing it incorrectly for their clients because they, they don't fully understand it. They haven't been trained right. in it. So it's really important to use a Smith Maneuver Certified Professional. And as a um, business or, or just as a, um, a homeowner, do you, so with the Smith Maneuver, you don't have to actually be like a commissioned salesperson to be able to make that deduction. It's all to do with the way it's structured with your mortgage and your um, line of credit. And so That's on. right. It does not matter your, your age, your occupation. Uh, the strategy relies on the fundamental principle in Canada that if we borrow to invest with a reasonable expectation of generating income, uh, we can deduct the interest. So stocks, bonds, mutual funds, mix, REITs, investment, real estate, uh, ET, uh, there's a wide universe of investments that we can make as individuals and claim those tax deductions. Okay, so um, this, uh, so then you have no interest, I'm sure, in the, the new um, metaverse of um, other currencies and other, um, you know, things like the, the, the blockchain and all of that. Do you? I mean, because that's... Well, yeah, I mean, I do find it interesting. Not that I know a whole lot about it. Um, I, I'm 51 years old now and, and uh, old dog, new tricks, that sort of stuff. Oh, no, come on, come on. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I don't know a whole lot about it. What I, what I do know is that, uh, you know, I'm being approached from a number of different people in different 
uh, industries or sectors or categories. Uh, and we're, we're looking at meshing the Smith maneuver with other strategies surrounding insurance uh, or, or other types of financing or investing, that sort of thing. So there's a lot of flexibility uh, in the strategy. Uh, but the nice part of it is, is that for a regular, typical Canadian homeowner, it's worth generally around three to four hundred thousand dollars of net worth improvement, and it'll take a few years off your uh, non-deductible debt that you owe. But if you can apply some of the accelerators, we're looking at a million dollars or over in net worth improvement. We're looking at instead of twenty-five years to pay off your mortgage, seven years, six years, which we see regularly. So the, the, the benefit can be significant and it doesn't require any additional cash flow from the homeowner's pockets, which every other investment strategy does. Right. So when you say accelerator, so as the, as you're paying down your mortgage and that equity that is going to the other side, this is how my brain works, goes to the other side to um, have more money to invest. Yep. Um, did, where does the accelerators come in? Does it depend on how quickly you're paying the other side down? That's right. Okay. So the plain Jane Smith maneuver is simply using your mortgage payment. That's it. That you're making anyways. You're, you're coming out of pocket that each month anyways. Yeah. But we're going to put that to work and, and generate the tax deductions. Uh, help that uh, mortgage get eliminated faster. Start earning compound growth right away rather than waiting. But the accelerators involve speeding up the process. Uh, there's the debt swap, cash flow dam, cash flow diversion, drip, uh, prime the pump. And now you're talking all... about it. be careful. <laughs> so, so basically it involves taking funds that you already have access to yeah. and putting them to work more than once, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay. So when you, um, let's say you go networking to an, or do you network? I mean, we don't go to um, in-person things anymore, like we used right, to, right. hopefully coming back, but do you network to find places for you to speak and different um, uh, professionals to, you know, uh, tell about your um, uh, uh, licensing piece and so on? Yeah. They, as you say, well, I sold my business in the middle of, of 2018, really looking forward to getting out and doing public speaking, sure. which is what I really uh, enjoy. Uh -huh. And of course that didn't come to pass because of uh, the pandemic, but uh, I, I do a lot of uh, networking uh, online, um, okay. uh, social media, that sort of thing. And so I, I, I get approached by people who run uh, real estate, Facebook groups or personal finance groups, uh, a whole bunch of uh, different types of um, public figures who are who are all interested in providing some sort of service to their groups or their listeners. Mm -hmm. uh, because while the strategy has been around for a long time, it's it's not really well known, and there's a lot of there's a lot of educating to do. So, uh, yes, lots of uh, speaking engagements, and when the world opens up, I'm I'm looking forward to you know, doing the road trips across the country and, and uh, get my Smith Maneuver certified professionals to get word out that I'm coming to Calgary and yeah. coming to Toronto, and Winnipeg and, and filling so up hotel I conferences. Have this, I have this vision that you're, you know, you said your father read the tax act and um, you know, to me, that would put me to sleep in two minutes. So I see him as the, and, and he may not have been, but are you more outgoing than he was? Um, he was, he was a numbers man. Yes. You know, he, he, okay. yeah, 
He was, he was very charismatic, but he was, uh, he was a more numbers man. Um, and I, I like to, to get out yeah, and talk to people. And, and I think you see it like in him, in his version, uh, in his book, which came out in, in 2002, it's very numbers focused. And when I came out with my book in 2019, one of the things I, I really wanted to do was make it more accessible to everyday Canadians. Uh, use uh, more examples of, of typical Canadians uh, and make it more readable mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because uh, that's, that's important. I mean, personal finance is not something that a whole lot of people get excited about. No, I know. And, it, and, and it's important to, to, uh, to be able to engage and get people interested. Uh, so, so, so I just had this, this thing come to my mind of like you networking and, um, you know, meeting new people and people say to you, so what do you do? Robinson. And, you know, you know, the, the, the sales, not the sales pitch, the, the, uh, the infomercial, you know, the, what do you do kind of thing. And I, I know so many times in the past, and I've done a lot of networking, you know, someone in the finance field or, or mortgage field, anything to do with money and accounting, what they say to me right away, I tune out and I don't, I don't hear them because it sounds boring and not um, my cup of tea. So I'm curious what you say, because you got to hook them. Mm. And I think you have the ability to do that. So I'm just curious. Well, basically it, uh, it revolves around, you know, the question of how would you like to turn your biggest liability, your mortgage into your biggest asset? Yeah. So first of all, they have to have a mortgage. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if, uh, well, a lot of people, they may be clear title to the house, but they've got a $40,000 car loan. They've got a $30,000 personal line of credit and all of this is non-deductible debt. We can turn that into a mortgage and oh, then okay. they can convert that liability oh, into an asset as well. Okay. So where there's a will, there's a way. That's right. Yeah. And so who, you know, who's your favorite type of, of um, prospect? Well, generally, we're looking at, you know, the, the avatar for, for uh, the, the Smith Maneuver candidate would typically be between generally 40 to 55 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've owned their home for a while, which means they have uh, the ability to finance into the appropriate type of mortgage, which is of paramount importance. Without mm-hmm. the proper financing, you can't implement the strategy. So they've got the equity. Uh, they've... Uh, they've come to the realization that if they don't do anything, uh, their financial lives are simply not going to improve. I mean, we're paying around half of our income in tax. Right. Uh, cost of housing is going up. We're unable to save. And so it's these people who are pulling their head out of the sands mm-hmm. in Canada, realizing that they need to make a change and they're, and they're doing their homework. They're doing the research and they're interested. And, um, you know, the younger generations are more, uh, are more willing to accept the notion that in order to implement the strategy to create hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars of net worth improvement, we need to deal with debt. We need to identify that there's good debt and there's bad debt. You talk to someone who's 65, 70, 75 years old, um, you know, they may, they may believe that the best thing they can do is be clear title to their home. And when people take that approach, we, we find out that when we go to retire, we've got a clear title house. It's worth $1.3 million. Uh, all that equity has been doing zero for us. We haven't been able to save adequately. Now we have to sign up for reverse mortgage. So the ideal 
candidate for the Smith maneuver is someone who's, who's got time to let compound growth work to their advantage, who understands or has the ability to wrap their heads around the fact that there is two types of debt. And the wealthy understand this very, very clearly. Mm-hmm. They can use debt to their advantage. Now we can, average Canadians can too. Yeah, you just hit on something um, that's so true. Like they, the wealthy think differently. They do things differently. And you yeah. think it's because they are wealthy, but that's how they got there in some cases. That's exactly it. You know, in, in my book, I've, I've got the example of Jimmy Patterson. He did not save up hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash to buy his first car dealership. He got a down payment together, got a mortgage. Then he pulled the equity out of that uh, dealership to buy another dealership. Then he pulled the equity out of that to buy another dealership radio stations, grocery stores, Ripley's. So the wealthy are wealthy because they understand yes. debt. Yes. Um, I've been reading um, Think and Grow Rich. And, um, you know, that was written, what, 1937 or 1939 or something. And, you know, the examples that um, Napoleon Hill uses in that book are the same thing. It's like, um, even uh, he talked about um, Ford talked about um, companies like there was a company. Uh, what was it that he was talking about? Um, oh, it's gone from my head now. And it was quite um, it was quite interesting that that well you see it all the time with like the McDonald's story and and companies where the original owner you know and Starbucks is another one where you know the original owner was the coffee beans were his business. And it was Howard Schultz that saw the, the vision of the coffee shops and they, you know, they don't have the money to do what they're doing either. And they just see the vision and they make it happen Mm -hmm. and they do it as you just described. Um, So, yeah, there's not that many people that are like that though, right? That the, the true entrepreneurs, there's a small percentage that are really like that that and they're a fascinating breed to my mind because i know that we think that the average person can make that happen if they treat their money differently but you know you just said something about being an old dog learning new tricks most people you know like you know my generation you said you get to a point where you think that you want your house to be paid up is is the answer I don't actually think that, but my husband thinks that way. You know, it's a traditionalist way of thinking because that's the way you were brought up. Yeah. And that's the toughest thing we face when when educating Canadians is, uh, you know, they have been educated by um, their parents who are not financial professionals. They've watched their friends who are not financial professionals. And everyone keeps telling them, pay off your house, be clear title. Well, we know where that goes. You're, yeah. you're going to use the equity in your home to finance your retirement one way or another. Yes. You want to finance it by selling your house back to the bank by a reverse mortgage after working for the bank for 40 years, yeah. or do you want to, do you want to create wealth from that asset and get to own it, get to keep it, generate. Yeah. Generate income. yeah. It, it's such a great argument. It really is. And I, I can see it now. I wish I'd learned it, you know, 25 years ago, but anyway, I know it's not too late. So that's, that's cool. Um, so is your father still alive? No. no, he passed away in 2011. Okay. So he didn't see what you did with his, no, no but he's, he, watching. he's watching. He's watching. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I know. Um, so I, I have to speak to this little piece in your, 
um, bio because I think, because I'm a people person. So when you were in China, you um, worked for the, uh, as a, a VP for the Balak Group, a boutique international investment bank based in Beijing, founded by the former Canadian ambassador to China. I guess his name was Balak, was it? Yes, Howard Balak. Yeah. yeah. And uh, at that time, you were able to uh, wine and dine with and mingle with the likes of Henry Kissinger, Prime Minister Jean Chrétien, and the Premier of China. That must have been different, by the way, back then than, than of course, it is now. It's oh, changing day by day over there. Yeah, for sure. Um, what did you learn from those experiences, from speaking and being with those people who were, you know, very um, respected in their fields and, and you know, the, the highest level of government? Confidence. Okay. Confidence. Um, does does that level of uh, respect or power come because one is confident, or does one gain confidence because they've atta- attained that level of authority? Um, but really, the the confidence of of these types of people uh, is way up there. It's way up there. Well, quite often, and I don't mean to be rude to say this, but quite often it's ego that's that that pushes mm-hmm. it up, right? And and you have to believe in yourself um, fully with no cracks to or not to show those cracks if you have any, right? Mm. To to be able to do that, I think to to um, because they have to give confidence in the people that they're representing. Yeah. Right as well, and you don't want someone who's um, who's uh, not showing that to be your yeah. Leader. And and I think you know ego. The word, the fundamental concept of of the word ego is non-judgmental. It's you know ego can get in the way or ego can assist. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, in the relationship between ego and confidence, uh, you know, I I don't know, but. But that's that's one of the things about uh, you know these these leaders that I that I met with and dined with and had a glass of baijiu with yeah. uh, was they knew they were where they were supposed to be. Well, and you answered that very quickly with that word. So so I believe that that you know must have oozed out of these people, mm. right? Um, how do you, having lived in, in um, China for seven years, I think it was, um, how do you feel about, you know, when you see like the disaster that was the Olympics, really, because did you watch it? I usually always watch the Olympics, but for some reason, I mean, COVID had a lot to do with not watching it too, but it's just, you know, the feelings around China right now and the Western world are terrible. And I don't really want to get into politics, but I just was curious because you'd lived there so yeah, well, my time there, you know, I came back in 2006 uh, mm-hmm. from from China. It's a it's a long time ago, yeah. and uh, I was I was fascinated with the country. I've never been a hugely political person, mm-hmm. uh, but the the uh, the economic system there, uh, the 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 people. I mean, there, there's a lot of different nuances when when you talk about China. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obviously, politics is is big in the spotlight these days. But you know the economics, the uh, the, the social uh, system in in China, uh, how it breaks down uh, on the from the you know the city side of things, 
to the rural. Uh, it, it's it's just it's a fascinating it's a fascinating country. And if someone's never been there, and if they're they're following the news, uh, they're they're just seeing one part of it. Uh, it 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 really is. You know, I took my parents when I was studying there in the early days of living over there. I, I brought them over for a visit. And I said, "Okay, mom and dad, you're you're here to learn something." It's not like you're here for a one-week vacation. We're not sitting on any beaches. <laughs> we're, we're not getting room service. We're gonna we're gonna see China, and uh, yeah, they came back with a significantly different understanding than what they arrived with. Do you speak Mandarin? Mandarin, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, that must be helpful in British Columbia. <laughs> well, you know, it it is. Uh, past couple of years haven't been getting out a whole lot to 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 keep it up. But uh, yeah, I do enjoy taking the ferry and, and uh, with, with all the Chinese people. And uh, it's, it's quite something uh, when, I, when I open my mouth and say something in China, the, in Chinese, the, they'll, they'll look at me like they don't understand my English. And then I'll say it again. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> that was speaking our language. Yeah. Well, that's kind of fun. Um, so a couple of things. Um, I'm a podcaster and I still don't listen to enough podcasts because I don't get out as much as I used to. And I used to listen to them in the car a lot and uh, I get sidetracked when I'm here, but um, what's your best or favorite um, pastime of, of learning? Is it books? Is it videos? Is it podcasts? Is it blogs? What do you do mostly? Uh, I, well, I've recently started studying Spanish. Ooh. I very much enjoy, oh, cool. uh, but mostly it comes from, from videos. I mean, there's no particular uh, podcast or, or uh, YouTuber yeah. that I follow. Okay. Uh, I get sent a lot of stuff and, and, and watch and listen to a lot of different things. Um, but when I'm, when I'm not sitting at my computer working, I'm, I'm, you know, doing something fun like learning Spanish currently. Cool. My younger daughter really wanted to learn Spanish and she she's not very adventuresome or wasn't and uh, is introverted, not shy, but introverted. And she kept saying, I want to go to Spain. I want to go to Spain and learn Spanish like the Chinese or the Japanese you know, used to come here and go to English school. She wanted to go and do that. I said, well, figure it out. You know, she was graduated from school and whatever. Figure it out. Do it now. Because if you're not going to do it now, it'll never happen, right? Yeah. And um, put a date on your wall. And that's when you're going to, you know, aim towards. And she'd never done anything like that. And she she did. And she went to Spain. And hey. she learned Spanish for three months in, you know, like immersion. Um, then it was hard to keep it up because, you know, you, you, she wasn't around it. But I was so proud of her that she did that. And now she's still, she said, sometimes she'll watch a Netflix thing in Spanish so she can listen and see if yeah. she understands it. Yeah, well, good for her. Yeah. So that was cool. No, I don't know why or where that came from, but, you know, I was so proud of her that she did it. And then she traveled in Europe after that three months in Spain and she traveled by herself and figured everything out. And um, she was in like 21, maybe at the time. So it was kind of fun to, right. so that's right. really cool. And so you like to learn languages. So I'm going to ask you my favorite last question because um, my favorite word is curiosity. And I like to know it's a two part question. Number one, do you think curiosity is innate or learned? And part two, what are you most curious about right now? And I may have already discovered the answer. I don't know. But anyway, 
Um, I, I think, well, that's a good question. Uh, I think we're born with it and we either keep it or we lose it. Okay. Um, you know, curiosity is, is the key to, um, I would say remaining engaged in life. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might be the best answer I have for you. you, have on children, that. Right? you have I got two boys. Yes. Right. And, and how old are they? They are 20 and 17. Oh, so they're okay. So when they were younger, did you see the curiosity in them as children? And yeah, I, I, I see it. I see it in, in, in every kid. I mean, yeah. my, my two nieces, yeah. you know, it's like I said, I think, I think it can, it can ebb and flow. Yeah. Okay. Yes. You know? I think that's true as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And what are you most curious about right now? Um, figuring out how I can spend as much time in Mexico as possible. Before we hit record, you were talking about how you'd like to get yes. away from the cold. Well, yes. that's what, uh, that's what we've been uh, looking at for the past few months is, okay. is uh, anyway. we're in Mexico uh, on the uh, Pacific coast there. Um, Sayulita, we've been to Sayulita a few times. I uh, really enjoy it there. We've got some friends uh, who spent a good chunk of their time down there. So, so are you learning Mexican Spanish? Yes. Yes. Okay. Cause there is a difference, right? There is a difference. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's cool. Cause I'm, I know a lot of people that are doing that, finding a way to be in Mexico more. I have no desire to go to Mexico. I've been once, but maybe I went to the wrong place at the wrong time because I'm a Hawaii girl myself. So oh, I do love Hawaii as well. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, staying on the West side, West coast would be better probably from my perspective as well. Cause my only trip to Mexico was Cancun and there was a monsoon when we were there. So mm. that's the best. That'll do it. <laughs> the best. <laughs> anyway, well, this has been delightful. So I'm just going to reiterate one last thing that you might want to share with our audience, uh, with my audience, about um, the Master Your Mortgage for Financial Freedom. Your book, I'm sure, is available on Amazon. Yes. And on Amazon or smithman.net. Smithman.net is, is the place to go. Uh, you can okay. get the book there. You can get it on Amazon if you want, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of other stuff on the website. Okay. Uh, and I'll put that in the show notes for sure. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any, um, like a free download that people can um, check out, you know, uh, any of the details or, and you don't have to, I'm just asking. Yeah. Actually. There's, there's, there's tons of stuff on, on, on the, website. On, yeah. On the website, it gives basic explanation of, of the strategy and, and how it operates and the accelerators and that sort of stuff. Okay. Yeah. And you also have, um, people who are, um, certified in, um, your, uh, maneuver, the Smith maneuver mm. across Canada. So they can also find out who they can speak to in their province and so on as well. Yeah. There's a link on the website, uh, to be connected to Smith maneuver certified professionals, uh, near wherever you live. And so okay. you submit your inquiry and then we connect you. Perfect. Well, thank you. This was delightful and you've got my mind going. So we'll talk a little bit further as well. Thank Great. you so much. And uh, thank you to my audience. This is a, a bit of a diversion for me um, to speak to someone about 
finances, but it's all about people and about, you know, being able to have the freedom that we want today that we don't all have. So let's make our money work for us. So thank you, Robinson Smith, for being here. Thank you to my audience. And if you like what you heard, please check the show notes out. Go and check out uh, Robinson's website and his book. And remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.